The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut the kingdom of heaven against men, for you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you traverse sea and land to make a single proselyte, and when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much a child of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say, If anyone swears by the temple, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he is bound by his oath. You blind fools, for which is greater, the gold or the temple that has made the gold sacred? And you say, If anyone swears by the altar, it is nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift that is on the altar, he is bound by his oath. You blind men, for which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? So he who swears by the altar swears by it and by everything on it. And he who swears by the temple swears by it and by him who dwells in it. And he who swears by heaven swears by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. The Gospel of the Lord. As we saw on Saturday, this is the beginning now in the early stages of the Lord as he turns to rebuke the scribes and the Pharisees. He turns to them as they are, in a very certain, in a very real sense, the antithesis of what a true disciple is supposed to be. A true disciple is supposed to be someone who works with Christ in order to draw souls into the kingdom of heaven. And we can see that the first rebuke of the scribes and Pharisees is not only do they not draw souls into that kingdom, but they actually have turned themselves into active obstacles to that end. They shut the kingdom of heaven against men. The Lord has come down from heaven in order that he might open the kingdom of heaven. He is that narrow gate through which we enter into God's kingdom. The Lord himself and through the sacraments of his church are that door that throws open for us the beauties of the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And what we have here is the scribes and the Pharisees who actively work against that. And so just as they are the antithesis of what a true disciple should be, what we celebrate today is the memorial of the one who was the greatest of all the disciples of Christ, his own mother, She is the example for what it is to be a disciple of Christ, to participate in his work, and to lead souls into the kingdom of God. One of the commentators that I was reading as well made a very interesting kind of connection in Matthew's gospel. He also points out the difference between the Pharisees and the disciples. But what he does further is he says that these woes that the Lord now preaches are almost an antithesis to the Beatitudes that we have in chapter 5. Blessed are you who mourn. Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are meek. 
And here you have a litany of woes. Woe to you who shut the kingdom of God. Woe to you. All of these kind of self-seeking activities that they entertain. This is a, as a severe warning against those who will not live the Beatitudes, but choose rather to satisfy themselves and seek their own self-interest. And so these woes stand almost as a literary antithesis to the Beatitudes, to those who have set themselves against the kingdom of God. And so he speaks to them about this activity, first and foremost, that they shut the kingdom, not only not allowing others to enter, but they don't even seek to enter themselves. Just before this scene in the gospel, the Lord has spoken about the, what the scribes and the Pharisees love, and he shows how disordered their love has become. Instead of loving God and neighbor, they love only themselves. Whenever it speaks about their relationship to others, it says they love the praise of others, they love the greetings in the marketplace. One of the commentators says, that other people are simply like props on their own stage by which they exalt themselves. Other people are not people to be loved. They are simply those who serve the illusion of the holiness that they think they live in. They love this false praise that comes against a false holiness. And so their love is so disordered that their love for self stops others from encountering God. Their love for self means that whenever they work to create a conversion for the kingdom, they only serve to make others like themselves. And as the Lord says, twice as much so, twice as evil. Then also it shows the disorder that they have and the things that they value. If anyone swears by the temple, it is nothing, but if anyone swears by the gold, then it is serious. The Lord is highlighting that which they love. They've missed the point. Because God is not first and foremost in their hearts, everything else becomes disordered. They love things in an extremely disordered way because God is not loved first and neighbor is not loved as the self. And so the disorder of their love is manifest by the rebuke that the Lord begins now against them. But the Lord is also acting from love. He is the one who wounds, but he is also the one who binds up and heals, as it says in the Old Testament, as it says also in the book of Job. He is the one who strikes, but he is the one that binds up. And so as one of the commentators beautifully put it, he says these woes are like arrows barbed with healing. And so the Lord shoots these arrows into the hearts in an attempt to break these hardened hearts so that they might be healed, that they might be moved to contrition and compunction for their sins and desire conversion. The Lord is severe here, but it is a severity that comes because of the severity of the hardness of their heart. It requires great effort to crush hardened hearts with the point of conversion, not simply to crush. And so the Lord in his mercy is severe with them. 
but that is because he still loves them, because he is love. And despite their hardness of heart, despite their active working against him and his desires for what he wants to be accomplished, the Lord is continuously merciful, always extending to them this invitation to conversion, always shooting, if you will, these arrows barbed with healing. These are, this is the power of his word, a word which not only affirms us in the good things that we should be doing, but it also corrects us in the things that we should not. His word is healing, but it is also sometimes wounding, wounding in the ways in which it should be, wounding in the ways which should draw us to conversion so that we can become as Our Lady was, perfect disciples of Christ, those who work with him to open up the kingdom of heaven to souls. Amen.